Hey, 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 what's going on, everyone? I'm Casey Bazalia, creator of Psyche Brown, and you're listening to the DMV line. Uh, we don't have college basketball games to watch right now, but we do have uh, a real special guest today, Greg Alexander. He was uh, one of the best players on Mount St. Mary's NCAA tournament team a few years ago. Uh, they won a game, almost knocked off Nova in the round of 64, and he was a great, uh, great guy to speak with. He is... Um, pursuing a, a career as an artist right now and and it was a real pleasure talking to him real insightful stuff so let's get to the conversation greg happy to have you on man your uh 2017 team that went to the tournament was really unique you guys started 1-11 but then made the run uh at the end of the seasons make the tournament talk to me about how brutal it was playing those uh tough opponents and uh, so many games on the road to start the year Coach Christian, he always made it a point to uh, give his guys a really tough, um, a really tough out of conference schedule, no matter where he is, really. Um, yeah, Michigan, Arkansas, Minnesota. Yeah, like and it was surreal just really being in those, uh, being in those gyms and uh, just having a crucial role against uh, against these teams. And um, but the fact that they were so good, and you know, we would we would hang around the first half, and they would just kind of you know pull away, but. Um, we were just incredibly confident going into conference play, and we uh, we spent so much time on the road together. Um, we just like the the chemistry in the locker room and the on the court was just out of this world. So you started your career at ECU. You played two years, but this was the first real time of you getting like uh, heavy heavy minutes. But then you're going, you're jumping right right in playing in these big gyms. How how must that must have been great feeling? It was. Um, yeah, it was a uh, it was very it was very surreal um, because it was really just from black to white, um, just not really playing at all. Then the first official game, West Virginia, and I'm starting, <laughs> and I'm just like, what is what is going on? And thank God I hit my first shot. Hit me had 15 points, man. Yeah, like and hitting that first shot made all the difference in the world because it felt terrible. I'll never forget it. I thought I was <laughs> gonna shoot it into the crowd. So you guys, have, you guys have a tough schedule. Uh, you come together as a team. You're on the road for three weeks straight, uh, but then you start you start rolling. Um, it was definitely facing um, the incredible teams we played in uh, in non conference, um, and we had in the NEC like we had some very talented players, some very talented teams. But um, I guess just our schedule, like we were just we were just so ready. We were just so prepared for whatever they could throw at us. And just we we just played some amazing teams. You guys played a lot of NBA guys, I'm sure. Yeah, we did. And so, I mean, it's just it's hard not to be ready when those are the guys you're going up against for three consecutive weeks. So you so you guys finish the season sixteen and fifteen, and then you win the Northeast Conference tournament. Uh, you obviously know you're in the tournament at that point, but uh, how how did you guys hear about Selection Sunday? How you did you gather up as a team? Or did you go to someone's house? Um, yeah, our school made it sort of an event. Um, they put it on this giant screen in one of the the theater lecture hall <laughs> type of spaces <laughs> and. Um, so they they have um, ESPN on the big screen, and when it's revealed, we're in a playing game with New Orleans, and the winner goes up against the defending champs, Villanova, and oh. it's like whoa. <laughs> so that's a, that's on a Sunday, and then you're immediately turning around and heading to where's the first four is in Dayton usually, right? Uh yeah, yeah, 
So there was, so you're pretty much going into this New Orleans game without any, uh, you know, no time to scout, no time to really get ready. Just a really quick scout and um, and a practice in the um, in the actual gym before the game. But um, I mean, we were just we were re- we were really confident. Um, really, for the last part of conference play, spilling over into the tournament, like we were just we were just so ready and so excited, just to um, just to really be in the building. So you you guys went on to beat New Orleans. Uh, you had you you were one of the teams. You were the team's best three point shooter. May uh, had the most threes on the team. Uh, was it any different than any of the other games? Uh, being in such a uh, you guys already played in all these big arenas, so it's kind of like that prepared you guys. Yeah, it's um, it was different just because of you know knowing where you are. But um, I mean, even the basketballs were different, like the floor felt different. And just, like just knowing where you were was enough. It's like, wow, this is this is actually on TV. It's really clear. They can see everything. This is the NCAA tournament. Like, wow. So then you guys you guys advance, man. You won a game in the NCAA tournament and then you're playing Nova and then you're all, you're down by one and a half. Yeah, like what's going on? Are these guys about to win? Like, is this the Cinder? Is this the Cinderella team this year? And that those are thoughts in real time. It's like wow, that's wild. So uh, you went on to uh, you played another. That was your junior year when you guys went to the tournament. Uh, you played your senior year at Mount St. Mary's as well. And then um, did you have you, did you play professional basketball? Any years of professional basketball? Um, did one year, one uh, one complete season in Portugal. Um, and that was an experience, to say the least. Uh, Good, bad? Um, a pretty fair amount of both, I would say. Are you playing against a lot of like uh, career pros and like guys who are still trying to get to the NBA, or like uh, guys who maybe are like settled into, you know, careers overseas? Um, yeah, there were there were guys like myself who was um, it was our first year and our first opportunity overseas, and then. There are guys who have been doing this for 10, 12 years who are just making a very comfortable amount of money at this time, at this point. Yeah. And some of them had NBA time. Um, um, so what are the crowds like in the, in the Portugal League? Um, it was interesting because um, with my club, I played for one of the one of the smaller clubs that didn't have like as much money but we probably had the best fans in the country it was crazy they loved us because we also didn't have a um have a soccer team a lot of the teams had a soccer team and that's the biggest sport over there it's not even close there's like a bust of ronaldo's head at the airport (laughs) and it's crazy but um no the fans are the fans are awesome because and especially to the kids you know we might as well be the lakers or something out there that's pretty cool uh, so so now you're you know a, you moved on from from professional basketball. You're a, a full time artist. I saw the the picture you did with um, Mac Miller and uh, Nipsey Hussle. It's really good work. You're very very talented. Um, is is basketball over, or are you just kind of trying to chase uh, the the art dream right now? I mean, it wasn't it wasn't an easy thing to do, but it was uh, it was peaceful. Um, just kind of walking away, stepping away from the game from my, um, on my own terms. Yeah. And um, I just knew that everything with my creativity is what uh, fulfilled me the most. And that's what I really wanted to do. And um, so, you know, you get one life and it's just like, all right, I have to choose. And I'm like, I need to chase this now. Yeah.
I think it's good to get a lot of experiences. You know, you you have like you can say you did so many things. Now you had this athletic career, then you have an artistic career, and then you know what I mean you don't want to uh, like you don't want to be real old and saying, "Hey, I wish I did that." You know, I wish I did that. That's exactly what I tell people. That is exactly what I tell people. I don't want to have any regrets about the things that I was doing because I worried about what people would think about it. You know, that's a that's that's been a big thing for me as well, especially as an athlete who was always into so many other things that you know athletes aren't typically into are you, are you doing uh is it mostly commission work or uh do you have any like regular things lined up for you um yeah i actually just finished a commission and i'm i'm always in contact with um with somebody about paintings everybody wants artwork not everybody but everybody doesn't have money of course to pay for it but um yeah a lot of commissions and i'm also just kind of building my portfolio up i want to have solo shows and things like that for uh, my personal work. Before I let you go, I want to talk a little bit about you started out at ECU, which, you know, by historically is a little bit bigger than Mount St. Mary. Uh, what made you choose uh, ECU and, and maybe how, how did your, did the recruiting process go? Um, the recruiting process was nuts because um, I just really didn't know anything about it um, before. It was just a huge part of my life at one point. When did so? When did you start getting like letters and stuff from schools? Um, like not long after I got there, I was in I was in Hampton for a few weeks, and my coach had a a William and Mary um, ex- assistant coach in there watching me. That's awesome. I, I hadn't played a game. But he had him in there with eyes on me. So, um, did it start when you were you started in Michigan, right? Yeah, yeah. I grew up in Michigan, and I moved to Hampton when I was fifteen. Um, so I played two my last two years of high school down there. So maybe as a sophomore, as a so- did you play your sophomore year in Michigan? Maybe you got some attention there, man. I don't know. No, I heard. Um, I heard uh, that maybe a couple like D three schools like heard about me, maybe, but. Um, I just didn't have any of the I didn't have the coaches around me who could really get the eyes on me. I mean, you kind of want to you got to have a guy who's like got your back, you know. And we also weren't really a great team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was and I was super young and hadn't done a lot on the circuit at the time on the AAU circuit. But you get down to the seven five seven, you know, Boo Williams and all these names come out of there, you know. So that was just and it was and it was a big culture shock as well. Because um, just the competition level was just out of this world, especially compared to where I came from. But, um, yeah, so recruitment didn't really pick up until the summer after my junior year, where now I'm in more of a leadership position on the team. And I'm kind of getting used to the, you know, the competition down there. So I have a great AAU season heading into my senior year. And um, I'm down to Elon, Mount St. Mary's. ECU and um, a couple other mid-major schools. And what was it about uh, East Carolina that kind of got you there? Um, <laughs> to be honest, people telling me that that's where I should go <laughs> because yeah. uh, really it was uh, William and Mary was where I wanted to go, and then um, Elon was like a very close second, and um, it was it was strange. It's I was just, I was 17 and I was just, I trusted the people around me more than I really trusted my own judgment. Of course. 
And um, so they're like, you should know this is definitely the right place. And I'm like, okay, then that's the right place if you say it's the right place. And um, yeah, didn't didn't love it there. Um, But if I didn't make that choice, I wouldn't have ended up at Mount St. Mary's and being a part of that, um, that that amazing run that we had and that team that we had. So you played you played two years for uh, it was Jeff Labo was there when you when you when you were at ECU right? Yes. Uh, what so do, do you look back on your time at East Carolina uh, with happy memories or was it uh, kind of you wish you went somewhere else to begin? Um, at one point, I wished um, that I had chosen um, William and Mary. Yeah. But um looking back on it now and um just the way that things happen uh, I don't I don't regret anything. I um I made lifelong friends at ECU as well and that experience was a uh, pretty crucial for me headed into um my situation with Mount St. Mary's and strangely enough uh Mount St. Mary's is actually my first offer when I was in high school. Really? Uh, yeah, when Coach Christian first got to the to the school, I was um I was like on the top of his board. I was one of his uh, first uh, offers as a new coach there. So do you guys still have a relationship to this day? He's at GW now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's amazing. He's amazing. That'll be somebody um somebody who will have my back forever. I'm sure about that. So you do two years at ECU, and then I don't know if they had the, the transfer portal at that time, but uh, when did you know? All right, um junior senior years I'm, I'm going somewhere where I'm going to get uh, you know heavy minutes um, towards the I would say towards the end of the season um, there was just there was just a switch my attitude was different I was just so mentally checked out checked out yeah that was the first time I couldn't wait till um, a season was over and so as and we had already me and my coach had already discussed it it wasn't really much of a surprise but um yeah, and shout, shout out to Coach Lebo. He was extremely supportive, and um, he helped me um, land in a good situation and, um, and gave me opportunities to start fresh um, somewhere else. Was uh, was William & Mary an option coming out of – what were the schools you were looking to go to out of ECU? Um, I didn't have all the options that I had going into college, um, but I definitely checked on William & Mary. Like, hey yeah. – um, let me come home, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, as soon as my name was really out there um, in the transfer portal, um, Coach Christian was like, "Send him here." Like I didn't have to go work out for for him. He's just like, "Send him here." So it was really between Mount St. Mary's, Hampton, and Norfolk State. And um, I took a visit to um, to Norfolk State, but they had a JUCO transfers that who could play right away, so they kind of get priority. And um, so I visit to I visit Mount St. Mary's and I'm just I'm really just with the coaches. I didn't meet any of the players. I didn't play any pickup games. But being with the coaches and the energy I got from the coaches was just like this is the place I need to be. And you were close enough where you know Hampton to Emmitsburg is like you probably can get your family to most of the games. Or yeah, a few hours away. Uh, so when you drive past the Mount St. Mary's campus, it's kind of like. It's the college, and then there's not much before it and not much after it. Uh, what was living in Emmitsburg for a couple of years like? You were there for three years because you had a redshirt year there, right? Yeah, life is uh, life is different. And there's um, 
And I'm sure it's like this for any school where there are just certain things around that you just associate with being a student there, whether you they're your friends or people you never even met before. But um, it's a place where it's not it's not a college town at all. So, you know, you can't make a Taco Bell run at three in the morning. All we had was um, we had a sheets probably five to ten minutes up the highway. And that's that sheets is like a staple in all Mount St. Mary students experience yeah. <laughs> at that place. So like you go from ECU, which is like notoriously a great party school to Mount St. Mary where, I mean, it's probably better off for athletes and, uh, you know, people trying to focus on their work, but it's definitely an interesting, uh, experience. It changes scenery for you. Oh, absolutely. But, um, I mean, I didn't, it was, it was weird because when I was at the party school, I didn't, do anything and then I get to this school with 2,000 people yeah around nothing and I'm happier than I've ever been I'm doing more than I've ever been so it was just it was definitely a good place for me well I appreciate you coming on Greg Alexander the best shooter on the last Mount St. Mary NCAA tournament team check out his website what's your website Greg the website is jesuspieces.com. That's G-E-E-S-U-S-P-I-E-C-E-S.com. And your social is same thing, right? With a dot in the middle? Yeah, dot in the middle on Instagram and an underscore on Twitter. Lots and lots of talent on the court and off the court. Make sure to check them out. Greg, thanks for coming on.